0: God's Word is holy and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is useful for molding us and making us into the very image of Christ. And for reason of honoring God's Word, let's stand together as we prepare uh, to hear God's Word read and preached. Let's turn to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah 8. God's holy word. We'll start reading together at verse 9. Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go, eat of the fat drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. All the people went away to eat, to drink, to send portions, and to celebrate a great festival because they understood the words which had been made known to them. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we pray that you would help us by your Holy Spirit to help us to understand these words, the words of Holy Scripture, that we would understand, receive, and believe. Lord, help us, we pray, to exalt Jesus Christ and to remember this great and blessed day of celebration, this Holy Sabbath, the Lord's Day, which you have given unto us. For we ask these things in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Now when you come to worship on the Lord's Day, what words come to mind when you think of the Lord's Day? Now, As we read the commandments earlier, you might think of rest. It's a, it's a day of rest because you're glad to be Uh, not at work and you'd rather be at church. I hope you'd rather be at at church rather than work. But you might also say, well, today is a day of learning because we have Sunday school, we have preaching, we have exposition of scripture, so it's a day of learning. But have you ever thought of the Holy Sabbath as a day of celebration? That's something that we find in today's text. And I believe, uh, yes, it was a day of celebration that we're, we're reading about here in the text, a day of celebration for the rebuilding of the wall and the and the gates being set up. And you could say, well, that was a special day. But we'll see in, as we look at the text closer that this is something that points to the Sabbath day as a day of holy celebration before our Lord. There was a lot to be thankful for that the people of Judah um, could celebrate the wonderful things that God had done for them. God's hand of favor was upon Nehemiah. God granted him 12 years of leave from serving King Artaxerxes, who's actually the emperor of the of the uh, Persian Empire, granted 12 years of leave to serve as governor, and you could say, and ruler and wall builder there in Jerusalem. And uh, the text says in chapter 6, in verse 16, that... Um, the nations around them recognized that the work was accomplished by the help of our God. And that's because that wall was repaired in 52 days. An amazing feat. Nehemiah 7 talks about the gates being up, set up again. Uh, uh, we could study from the fact that new timber was sent down, um, that these were brand new gates that were put up and hung. Guards were appointed and they had safety they were no longer given as a reproach of the nations around them. They had peace and safety. And we'll find that these following chapters, um, from the end of chapter 7 up to at least chapter 10, is a great deal of thanksgiving to God for what he's done for them. And we'll look at today's text, that it's a, day, it's a text of celebration. God calls you to rejoice In His grace. God calls you to rejoice in His grace. That's the main point of today's sermon. We'll look at it in two main two subpoints. Receive the words of comfort. God wants you to receive the words of comfort from Holy Scripture. And secondly, celebrate God's grace. So let's look at this first main point. Receive words of comfort. But we'll see first why they needed words of comfort. Look at verse 9. Then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. And from last Sunday, you remember, it was a very long reading of the law of God. Um, Some say that the entire book of Moses was written, that would be the first Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy but my guess is that would be portions of those books but some were weeping some were weeping when they heard the reading now the scripture doesn't say exactly why they're weeping at first I used to wonder, well maybe they were, some were weeping tears of joy but it says mourning they were sad, they were weeping Now, the text doesn't tell us why one might weep at the hearing of the word of God, but there are other parts of the Bible that teach us, especially when the law is written, why some might be, who are professing believers, true believers in Jesus Christ, why they might weep. An Old Testament example is that of King Josiah in his 18th year of reign. They found the Bible that was hidden away in the temple. It was it was, for some reason, uh, put away when they started doing renovation, they found it. And uh, Hilkiah brought the high priest, brought the scriptures before the king, the young king, in his 18th year of reign. And they read the word to him, Second Kings 22:11, It says, "When the king heard the words of the book of the Law, he tore his clothes." Now that's an expression uh, of Jewish grief if you're really grieved you might weep but if you're really grieved you're going to tear your clothes later on in that same chapter it says that he did weep as well in second kings 22:13 king Josiah said great is the wrath of the lord that burns against us because our fathers have not listened to the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us he wept he grieved Because they had not heard the the word of the Lord. If someone is deprived of hearing that word and then you read that word and you know the sins of the people, you can understand why he was grieving. God showed mercy to Josiah because his heart was tender. God showed mercy to him because he grieved and he wept before the Lord. And the calamity that was going to come did not come until after his day. Now, the big difference here in today's text is that Josiah's grief was before the judgment that came when Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem and took the people captive. Today's text, we have a people who are hearing the word read after a great period of, of pagan captivity um, and they have been returned to their promised land and they're reading that word again and then they're, they're weeping over the, over the law. The New Testament tells us a reason why we might weep. Written there in your outline, Romans 7.13 says that the law is a schoolmaster. It says that through the commandment, sin would become utterly sinful. So if we read and study the commandments, we might see that we are utterly sinful when we compare ourselves to the commandments. The commandments bring a conviction of sin, and that it can be a source of grieving, Yes, we ought to weep for sin. Yes, we ought to grieve for sin. Yet God does not want us to remain there. Look at the words of comfort again, verse 9. Nehemiah and Ezra told the people, This day is holy to the Lord, your God. Do not mourn or weep. Again, this is a day of thanksgiving. The walls are repaired, the gates are hung, we've got guards in the wall, we have safety from our enemies. It's a day of celebration. But if we think about it, if we look at the end of chapter 7 through the beginning of 8, this section here has all of the components of what we do here every Sabbath. The giving of an offering unto God, the reading and the explanation or the exposition of Holy Scripture, praise unto God, prayer and worship unto God was all there. So I believe... That Yes, this is a, day, a holy day of celebration for a particular historical event, but it points us to every Sabbath of a day of celebration before the Lord. The words of encouragement and comfort in verse 9 should be applied to every Lord's day. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. And also at the end of verse 10, Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Worthwhile preaching should bring conviction of sin, especially if the law is applied, a conviction of sin, but it should not leave us there wallowing in sin. It should bring us to God's grace as well, to the holy grace of God. Uh, A a key passage for us to look at, it's there in your outline again, is uh, Exodus 34, where it teaches that God will by no means leave the guilty unpunished because he's a righteous and holy God. Yet at the same time, that same chapter teaches that the Lord God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Now this Old Testament pointed to forgiveness of sins that would be accomplished through a suffering servant, even Jesus Christ our Lord. It is through Christ, the the perfect, holy Lamb of God, that iniquity transgression and sin were ultimately forgiven the suffering servant passages pointed to Christ yet to come yet we have received the fullness of God's mighty work of forgiveness because we have we look back to the Christ who has already accomplished all of this for us and that when we receive him by faith we are given a forgiveness of all of our iniquities, transgression, and sin. The saints of Nehemiah's day, they had the means of grace, and yes, they had reasons to rejoice, but I argue that on this side of the cross, we have much greater cause to rejoice because we have the fullness of the revelation of Jesus Christ and what he's done for sinners such as us. Not only is this a day of words of encouragement, you could say, but it's also taught here in today's passage that this is a, a day of celebration. We are to celebrate God's grace as well. Look at verse 10. Then he said to them, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, send portions to him who has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord." is your strength now there are reasons for celebration there are reasons for enjoying delicious food and um, sweet delicious drinks now some do that for uh, football games some do that for birthdays Jesus Christ had a great celebration he performed his first miracle to help um, his people celebrate a wedding but did you ever think of the, the Sabbath day of a day of celebration Now, unless your doctor has you on a very strict diet or otherwise you're uh, on an extremely strict diet, maybe it's a good balance in life that on every Sabbath, splurge a little, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Don't worry about your diet on God's holy, lovely, awesome day. But the problem in America is that we probably enjoy the fat and drink the sweet seven days a week. So why don't we cut back Six days and celebrate and enjoy what's good and delicious on God's special day. It should be a delight for us to celebrate. The text says that we are to celebrate because this day is holy to the Lord. Every Sabbath day, you could say, is holy to the Lord. Um, turn to Isaiah 58. Here's a passage. You keep your place in Nehemiah, but turn to Isaiah 58. It talks about celebrating the Holy Sabbath. Starting at verse 13. If because of the Sabbath you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord, honorable and honor it, desisting or ceasing from your own ways from seeking your own pleasure and speaking your own word. Then you will take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. It should be a delight to come in the Lord's house. But in order to come into the Lord's house to celebrate the Holy Sabbath, to worship the Lord, it takes a measure of self-denial. Well, some might want to stay at home and watch TV. Some might want to stay at home and watch a game. Some might want to do something to entertain themselves. You have to deny yourself of these things if you are to enjoy and celebrate the Holy Sabbath. You should want to come to church to worship the supreme God and maker of all things, who made you, who redeemed you, you should want to come and to worship Him. You should want to see yourself, your fellow saints, those whom you will share a new heavens and a new earth with. You should want to be with those who are also filled with the Holy Spirit. But ultimately, it should be a day that you desire, because He is worthy. He is worthy and you should delight in worshiping him. If you do so and delight in the Lord, he will bless you, as it says in that text in verse 14. He will make you ride on the heights of the earth. He will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. He will bless you if you honor and enjoy and celebrate his holy Sabbath. Now I'm getting back to Nehemiah 8. Getting back to Nehemiah 8, verse 10 It says a reason to celebrate is because of the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Notice your joy cannot ultimately be filled by possessions nor by a bank account. Your joy cannot be filled by friends or by popularity at school or at work. Your joy can only ultimately be filled by God Himself. The joy of the Lord must be your ultimate strength. The ultimate joy and source of strength must be the triune God. And I would say that a joyless Christian is one who lacks strength and perseverance in this life. The joy of the Lord will carry you far. When things don't go well, when your health doesn't go well, when your finances don't go well, when your family might not even go well, Unless you have the joy of eternal salvation in Christ, you will falter. But the joy of salvation in Christ must be your strength if you are to endure the trials of this life. You should also celebrate, the text says, because of God's electing love. Look at verse 12. They ate and drank and celebrated a great festival because they understood the words which had been made known to them. You might have family, friends, coworkers who don't care whatsoever about what's written in this book. When they read the Bible, it's just words on a page. But we know when we read the Bible, this is God's holy word given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And by faith, we receive it as God's holy word. First Corinthians 2.14 says, A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Now, that word appraised could also be translated as examined. Now, a person who looks at the Bible and sees it as foolish, when they appraise this book, they see it as worthless because the Holy Spirit is not working in them. When they examine this book, they have their fallen, wicked reason to stand in judgment over this book, to giving some lame reasons why they don't believe in the holy word of God. They look up, uh, They use that microscope of faulty, corrupt reason. And the reason is because they cannot understand it, and they cannot receive it, Because it is foolish to them because they have to have a spiritual, God-enabled ability to examine and appraise the word rightly. If God has opened your heart and your mind to believe what's written in this book, you have reason to celebrate because God has given you his sovereign, electing love. I love this hymn written by Isaac Watts. Why was I made to hear your voice? The voice of God's word. Why was I made to hear your voice and enter while there's room when thousands make a wretched choice and rather starve than come? Twas the same love that spread the feast that sweetly drew us in, else we had still refused to taste and perished in our sin. It's by God's grace that we have come to understand and believe and receive the words of Holy Scripture. If God's grace did not draw you in, you would have still refused to come. If God's grace had not convinced you of the truth of Holy Scripture, you would still be perishing and you would still see His Holy Word as foolish and worthless. When we come each Sabbath, God calls each and every one of us to rejoice in his grace. He calls you to receive words of comfort. When you hear the reading of the law, yes, it should convict you of sin. But when you study scripture, you should also have the strength and the joy of the Lord in the holy gospel. The reason we can be forgiven of our sins. If you have these graces of comfort, joy, peace, and strength, it is because the Holy Spirit is working in you. But if you lack comfort, joy, peace, and strength, you, ask, you need to ask God to give you these fruits of the Holy Spirit. You are to celebrate God's grace. The Holy Sabbath is a day of rest. Yes, it's a day of learning, but it should be considered a day of celebration. Celebrating the wonderful grace of God given to each of you because our Lord is worthy and he is holy and his gospel is the greatest news that has ever been given to any one of us. Let's pray together. Our blessed Lord, we do ask that you would help us to receive your word, that we would grow in grace, to grow in faith, to grow in joy, to grow in strength and perseverance. We pray that your holy gospel, your holy word would be our joy and our strength. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of the many ways in which we have not sought to celebrate the wonderful means of grace that has been given unto us through Jesus our Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for your holy sacraments. And Lord, we pray that you would build us up and make us and mold us into the very image of your blessed Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.